For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. AD. Yo. What you know about incentives, my man? Incentives. <laughs> I'm still, I, I fired my first agent because when he drew up the my second contract, he forgot he forgot to leave in some. So when I made the Pro Bowl and all of this and, and everything for the first time, he cost me a grip of money and he was fired the moment I found found out. So incentives? Yeah, I know about it. Yeah, I think I'm hiring Richard Sherman as my agent. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. And um, Richard Sherman negotiated his own deal. And people uh-huh. just poo-pooed all over him when uh, you know the what? deal first got announced. And now... He he's on Twitter looking for receipts. Ed he got that all, right. all he got that all pro honor, which means he's got uh, some incentive money coming his way, which uh-huh. means reportedly he's he, he's taking in and it's taking home thirteen million dollars this Good season. For him. A lot Good of that coming in in, in 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 incentives. How about that? Well, you know what? No good for him because we all know he's that type player. And he did exactly what I thought he was going to do. So it's funny. I, I remember when, first of all, politicking to try and get him on the team. You know, I was I was texting him, tweeting him, putting it like, get this guy. When he did his deal, I had to do a couple of interviews. And they were like, he, you know what, that was a bad deal he did and, and all these things. And I was saying, like, why? He, he basically found a way to get it worked out under the cap and he put all the, all of his effort was put into the fact that he's saying i'm going to be richard sherman yeah. when i'm healthy and and I, and and that's exactly he sherm didn't go out and do anything that he hasn't done his entire career and i would and from the start i was like i don't understand why just because they're breaking up the Legion of Boom in Seattle, for some reason, everyone just considered him to be this old player. Like, do you guys realize how much good football Sherm have, has has in him? And now, thank goodness, he's doing it in the colors. I'm so happy. And and you know what? It's earned. He he is a 13 million plus player. So so I'm not shocked by it. Plenty to get to on this show. Um, we'll talk about the All-Pro honors uh, handed out. A couple Niners going home with some honors. Uh, we'll take a look at just the possible opponents. Niners, of course, have a bye week. So we'll take a look at the possible opponents that they'll play uh, in the divisional round coming up a week from from Saturday. And then uh, uh, we'll also uh, give you our top five moments from the 2019 season ed has his moments i have mine and then uh we summoned you for your tweets and i i i, I don't know if you guys really came that strong with it uh there's maybe uh, one no, or wait, two wait, I, I, wait, wait stop stop okay stop, i'm being pc no. i'm being pc yes okay yes All we've right. had that discussion okay it's okay if it's if it's trash say it's trash <laughs> stop it you can you cannot call you cannot look at a dumpster fire and say someone's roasting marshmallows. <laughs> no, that's not that's not a campfire. <laughs> no, it's not a campfire. You know, please. So if you if, you know they it, they didn't come strong. We said if they came strong, we would sit down and answer their questions, all of them. Q and A, but no, didn't happen that way. So. Back, tell the truth. We we there may be one or two we we can pull out. We'll see. I'll I'll I'll, I'll ponder it uh, during the course uh, of this show. Um, but of course, it's the Believe in Forty Nine ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. If the place you listen to asks you to follow, make sure you go ahead click that follow button. Um, and uh, yeah, so look at the All Pro team. Um, mm-hmm. 
George Kittle, no surprise, get named all uh, pro first team. And then on the second team, DeForest Buckner and Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman, of course, with that incentive laden contract. And, and that's a contract really that helps him, but also helps the team as well, right? Exactly. Um, and, and so everybody wins uh, in that regard. Uh, in case you're wondering, the Ravens had the most players named uh, to the All-Pro team. They had five guys named First Team All-Pro, and your guy Marcus Peters uh, was one of them. Um, and then they yeah, had, I like a good player, good yeah. player. But you know what's interesting to me now, though? What's interesting to me, it's funny. When I played, when I made All-Pro, you know what happened in the entire league? You had two guys. It's I, I think there are like five First Team All-Pro All-Pro corners now. Yeah, it's a little. It's yeah. I would have made like, so much, man. I could have made so much more money. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little a little distorted, and then you have the whole debate about um, Christian McCaffrey, who was named uh, first team All Pro running back, and then also first team All Pro flex. Um, then T.J. Watt was named to the first team. Well, that's a, happened. Yeah, that's that's happened before. Yeah, and then and then uh, well, it was uh. It was uh who who, who tip of the tongue um former Raider Khalil Mack, uh, he remember, remember he was named first team at two all pro at two yeah. different positions um and then TJ you know what TJ, Cowboy was too for for the Niners back in the day Cowboy um uh, Justin Smith I think he I think he made it at tackle and defensive and defensive end, end. yeah and then uh, TJ, uh, TJ Watt. Uh, named at edge rusher and then also a linebacker. One of those was a first-team nod. The other was a second-team nod. Um, but the Ravens had five guys on the first team, six guys total. Uh, that led the NFL. Um, but uh, props to George Kittle being named to that first team, and then DeForest Buckner yeah. and Richard Sherman uh, both named to the second team. I would argue. No, can I tell you, no. Can I tell you what, though? No, props, props. Yeah, definitely props to guys getting on the all-pro team. Uh, because it's it's a difficult thing to do because you have a lot of reporters um, that don't even see you play. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, and they have the bi- they have their local bias. That's why it's such a hard team to make because you have these teams. You have reporters that are voting on it that have their their local bias. Uh, they have their favorite teams, and and it shows up in the voting. It it really does. So to, to so to be able to get all of those to agree. Uh, it, it's a very difficult thing, a very difficult team to make, um, you know, because because of that evaluation that you're getting. And, and like I said, something, especially being a, a West Coast team. Now, the Niners have benefited from the primetime games. Uh, but, you know, being a West Coast team, there's so many East Coast voters that don't even get to see you play. Yeah. 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 And so. So, yeah, definitely props to those guys for making that squad. That, that right there is that's your job. Guys. Football is the ultimate. It's the ultimate team sport. But what, but what those honors show is that hey, you are being recognized for doing everything you possibly can as an individual to help your team move forward. That's what that says. That's why. That's why it's so. It's such an honor when you get when you get those Pro Bowls and those Pro Bowlers and you know the Pro Bowls and the All Pros and especially when you get the jacket. Yeah. So and speaking of uh of the jacket um. They had announced the uh, the Hall of Fame uh, finalist uh, for 2020. That got announced earlier this week. Roger Craig uh, did not make the cut once again, um, mm-hmm. which is surprising to me. I don't understand how. I mean, you look at all the stuff that these guys are doing now, and I mean, even go back to like Marshall Falk, right? You look at Marshall Falk. You look at the, you look at the new age guys now, and the Camaras and the McCaffreys and all that, and you know, he he kind of he he kind of spearheaded this thing in a sense um yeah well so... Wend- wendell tyler before him it was wendell to say i'm gonna give you a history lesson here it was wendell tyler um that was that first guy that really became that um that morphed player the where he was you know the, re- the running back slash receiver uh but then roger took what he did to the next level you're absolutely right and then that went into the marshall fox and do you see what you see today but uh, yeah, Roger and what the way he played the game, he could step in and play it today. Yeah, yeah. But we know why. I, I told you before, man. It's sad, but it's true. That fumble, nineteen ninety, the three peat, uh, g- getting squashed. I I don't know if they're ever gonna let it go. 
and I and I I really believe that the voters, as long as you have voters that saw that game, that were around for that for that era of football and and that team, and knows how good that team was and they got what it had an opportunity to do, I think they're going to hold that against him, and it's a shame because yeah he yeah he should be there. He de- he definitely should be there. Um, and so it's it, it's a shame. But uh, one of your former teammates, Bryant Young, uh, named Baby as, as a finalist, uh, <laughs> wide back. Yeah, <laughs> so for, for for former former Niner Bryant Young named as a finalist. So those. Can I tell you a story about him, man? He had the strongest neck. I we always said he has the strongest neck of any human being I've ever seen. By could literally go to sleep in the meetings. First of all, if he wanted to go to sleep, and people were like, oh, sleeping in the meeting, you're like, yeah, By, shut up. <laughs> if he wanted to sleep, he could sleep. That's number one. Um, the By, <laughs> By could sleep. He would put his hand. So imagine sitting at a desk, and you just have your elbows on the desk out in front of you, with your with your hands on it and your fingers crossed. So if you can visualize that, and you're sort of leaning forward. So you can imagine like that your body angled slightly forward and you're just sitting there looking at someone and, and you know, and you close your eyes. B.Y. would sleep and his head wouldn't even nod down. <laughs> it was just stay there at that angle. And I was amazed by it. We would all just sit there and look at it like how strong is his neck that when he's asleep and relaxed, it still won't move. <laughs> that is unreal. <laughs> Oh, baby boy is one of the strongest human beings I've ever been around in my life. Yes. Yeah, he 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 was a baller. He was a baller, and so those, without question, those... without he changed things, changed things. When we got him at that three technique, uh oh. <laughs> Nate Newton came and told us that he was like, "This is different." <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the class of 2020 will be announced. Uh, Super Bowl weekend at NFL Honors. So Bryant Young, uh, hopefully he he he's able to uh, to make the cut and get in there as a Niner. Um, we got you got some news for me though, Ed. What, what, what you got for me? You talking about you know BT being a baller? Um, what, what, <laughs> I think it's that time in the show. Is it? Is it that time? I, I think to so. Talk about my balls. I think so. Is it that time to talk about my balls? I don't mind talking about it because it's 2020, man. It is. It's a new year. We are officially into it. So that means it's a new me and new balls. So I have no problem telling men to listen up. Listen up, man. That NAD pro, that's 2019. You got to let that thing go. Pick a New Year's resolution that can really help you out. Pick one. Start off by picking one that's going to be to fix your junk makes sense to me man and manscape is making it really easy for you with their new grooming products now i am tired of having and i asked you about this before and and you you were honest and open and admitted like yeah i, I messed up yeah I, I I, did. dude that's what i'm saying i am tired of having that accident because we know there's no such thing as a slight ball accident Mm-mm. <laughs> it's Mm-mm. serious it's serious surgery every time you nick something down there. So it cannot be done. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology. So the trimmer will not listen up. It will not nick or snag your nuts. That's important. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And you don't want to use the same trimmer on your face that you use on your balls because that's nasty. That's just nasty. Have some coof. Thank you. Don't be so dirty. And Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant moisturizer. And you already put deodorant on your body. You put it under your armpits. So why wouldn't you put it on the smelliest part of your body? It just makes sense. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BELIEVE at manscaped.com and start your year off the right way by using the best tools for the job. Trust me, your balls will thank you. Listen up, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BELIEVE at manscaped.com. That is 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, your balls, like mine, thank me. 
Yours will thank you. New year, new you. Get it right, new fellas. <laughs> um, this is our bi-week edition of the Believe in 49ers podcast. So uh, we take a look at this playoff picture. And you have the the Eagles hosting the Seahawks um, coming up this weekend. And then you also have the Vikings visiting the Saints. So how this works is with the Niners being the number one seed, they'll face either they'll face the winner of the Eagles Seahawks unless the Vikings somehow pull off a miracle in the Superdome and are able to knock off uh, New Orleans in New Orleans. Um, so let's take a look at at this picture uh, we got here. Obviously, the Seahawks and the Saints are teams that the Niners are familiar with, having played them uh, at least once this year. Seahawks, of course, played them twice, being a, a, a division opponent. Um, but let's look at the Eagles first, ED. Uh, this is a team that has kind of gotten hot. Um, you could say they kind of backdoored into the playoffs. They got some help yeah. with, with the Cowboys, cowboying it up. But... Um, it, this is a team that that's pretty hot right now, and they're scoring close to thirty points a game over their last few games. And and I don't I don't know I'm I'm still not really sure how I feel about Carson Wentz. You, you, you've I've had an opportunity to see quite a few of their games even during this stretch, uh-huh. and they haven't really been that impressive throughout. But they're finding a way, and that's really that's all that's important during this time of the year. Well, the thing about Carson Wentz is that he's he's a winner. He's come he comes from winning. He's coming out of college, you know. And I saw him play a lot in college because his school played against mine a lot. You know, I, I went to a smaller school. Uh, he went to North Dakota State. I went to Jacksonville State. We've had battles in the playoffs. Our schools, you know, it was one of those. It's a it's a rivalry game because because we it's like the Niners and Cowboys. We only meet in the playoffs, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we've had some some big time battles where we cost them championships and they cost us some. And I saw Carl, I saw Carson play in college a lot. And if that's the thing, I know that you know he he was a winner. Dude was, you know, on a championship team every year he was in college. Um, you know, he had to serve when he when he got his time to be on the center. They won the championship. So you carry there's a certain mindset that comes from winning at that level. Now, this is the thing that goes along with that is having all those other players playing at that level, doing the things that are necessary. I don't know if the Eagles have that. So I'm, I don't have a problem with Carson. I just think right now it's an average team. Um, and that's that's what I see. Like you say, they, they backdoored their way into the playoffs. No, I mean, they, no, they won the game. They had to play to get there. It just shows you it's it's an average division. They were this year. They were an average team. Yeah, uh, that that and four they, game winning you know streak, saying? all They're, division opponents. Two of those, two of those, two of those last four wins came against the Giants. The other one against Washington, of course, uh, against yeah. Dallas as well. So they're all division games. Last four games yeah. of the season for them. And that's what I mean. It's, it's, they're just they're just average. I mean, see, Seattle, Seattle should eat, should win this game. I'm not going to say easily because that's not well. Yeah, Seattle, the way they play, their typical type game. We know they don't blow people out. But Seattle should easily win this game. They should never be out of control. And, you know, and because Seattle is the type that they, they are going to play the tough, the hard game. That's what they do. But at the end of the day, they should win this game. There should be no point where you're worried or questioning whether or not they can get it done. Um, because Seattle is a better football team. How about the fact that these two teams played earlier this season? This will be the second time Seattle uh, has visited Philly. It was a 17-9 win for the Seahawks back in Week 12. Um, but that was a game, if I remember correctly, um, they were without their receivers. Um, mm-hmm. They were, yeah, no, yeah, they, uh, Philly was just all beat up, all bruised and yeah. battered. Uh, they had J.J. Arcega, Whiteside, and Greg Ward. Uh, as their leading catchers uh, in that game, um, Dallas Goddard also a, a, as a tight end, um, and really Ertz had the lion's share uh, of, of the catches as a as as a tight end as well. He had 12 catches, uh, 91 yards, and a touchdown. But um, no Alshon Jeffrey in that game. Um, they're missing their top two wide receivers, so they were they they were banged up and they lost that game. It was a one possession game essentially. 
Um, well, how, how, how about well, the fact that they're well, a little healthy? Well, I don't. They'll have their receivers, but we're not sure if Miles Sanders will play. We're not sure if Zach Ertz will play. Um, uh-huh. Last we heard, he he hasn't been clear for contacts. He's 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 dealing with a rib injury, and, and Sanders hurt his ankle last week uh, against the Giants. So. Um, I don't know. I mean, they, they they should be a little healthier, at least on the perimeter. I mean, how how do you think that could affect them, especially being being at home as well? Well, you kind of touched on the fact I was about to go. Like, are they really that much healthier? I mean, you, get <laughs> you know, you get somebody's back, and then but you then lose you lose. Others. Yeah, you lose and others. That's it. And it's that time of year. I I, I think I think um, you know both of the clubs are going into the game and they're banged up. But that's just that's the season. I mean, the Niners are going into the playoffs banged up. That's just that's just how it is. It's the end of a football season where grown men run into one another, and everything is faster in the playoffs. Everything, it's not it's not just a cliche. And and you say, why is it that happen? Why is it that way? Why why does that happen? It shouldn't be that way. Well, for some teams, it's just normal, and you'll see that. Some teams, the Niners play fast. The Patriots, they've always played fast. There, there are certain teams that just play that way. They practice that way. They do things at a certain level. Pete Carroll in Seattle, they play that way all the time because these coaches understand it and they've been there. But the other teams that haven't been there, they come in and they catch up and then they also feel the urgency. So everything becomes faster. So I, I these guys are coming back. How healthy are they really? I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. I still go back to what I'm saying. I think I think Seattle is a better team, and I think they're better equipped to understand what they're getting into. And this time of the year, I think the better team is going to win because this this right now, man, it's about making plays. Yeah, it's, it's it's really that simple. This right playoffs ball is about making plays. You you either show up or you don't. You're going to have your opportunities. And you got to close it, and it's freaky things happen, and it's nothing you you just got you have to make the play when it presents itself because and if you do, you go on, you move on, and you give yourself a chance to to win a game. If you don't, you don't. It's that simple, and and you never let it go, and that, that's just how it is. It's like ninety two. That ball bounced. I should have had an interception, and Alvin Harper catches the ball when it bounces off of my head. Now, what happened on that play, the entire the, – the, it was it was an overcast. I don't know if you remember that 92 um, game, but it had been raining the whole month. And it was overcast when it started. That particular series, the sun had come out. So on that deep ball, when I turned to look for the ball, I couldn't see – I couldn't judge the ball. It, it was like looking at a, a, a solar eclipse. The ball was directly in the sun. Wow. So it was blotting out the sun. So I knew the ball was coming, but I had no depth perception because I literally I couldn't see the ball. So I, I have my hands up and I know the ball is coming. The ball, the angle, and, I, and, and that's the angle. So remember, I'm at an angle. He's at a different angle. So the ball is right there. It goes, I, I see the ball as it goes through my hands and it hits my helmet and I try to grab it. And Alvin grabs it off my helmet. So that's and that's what I'm saying. That's the difference because if I make that play, they they get a field goal on that drive. But I make that play, it should be an interception. So you, you know what I mean? How yeah. that, that how, and that's coming. That's like at early in the second half. That's one of those things that could have changed could the have momentum. Been a momentum of, changing like, play, like right? The, there. Yeah, like, you know, like the other interception changed the momentum of the first half. You know, a few years later. So, so those those are the type of things that you have to be prepared to do. I don't know. So I'm back. You know, my loop back around to Philly. I don't know if Philly has enough guys that understand that. Even bringing in Beast Mode and all these guys and things like that right now. You know, like how much effect will you have? Well, Beast Mode knows that if when I get in the game inside the, the red zone, my job is to score touchdowns. Period. I don't care how many people I have to run over. I got to score touchdowns down there. I think he'll be able to do it. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said. And another surprising note, this will be the first start for Carson Wentz in the playoffs. Um, oh, yeah. Remember, he, yeah, yeah remember he, uh, that one year they won the Super Bowl, obviously he got hurt. 
And then last year he got hurt towards the end of the year as well. And, you know, the Eagle faithful were, you know, be- beginning the uh, the Nick Foles rally cry. And um, and so Wentz has not started a playoff game yet. Um, Miles Sanders may be able to go. Zach Ertz may be able to go. Um, Nelson Aguilar has been ruled out for the Eagles. I don't know, man. I, I, I agree with everything you said. Um but I'm not, uh, this this Philly team has just, they they they've just been finding a way and, and historically Pete's teams have not been that great on the road in the playoffs. Um, so you know the Eagles having to go to Philly and win in Philly twice in one season. I think I think that's going to be tough. I think they should do it. Um, I think the Seahawks should do it. But uh, I don't know. It it, it, it should be interesting. So the, See, if Seahawks it, are twelve and four, right? A twelve and four. If you're a twelve and four team, can't go in there and beat an average team. They shouldn't be in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, just, that's just how I feel about I, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I you say that. I mean, I, I agree with you, but it, I mean, it's also, I mean, it's it's it's, it's hard. It's hard to win in the NFL, you know, no, especially it's, it's, it's in the playoffs. Yeah. It's hard to win a football game, period. But, see, this is the thing about it. Because remember right now, because uh, I know we're, we're discussing Philly and Seattle. But now you're playing everyone. So now you're, you're, your opponents are the Buffalo Bills. They're the New England Patriots, the Titans, the Ravens, the Chiefs, Minnesota. Every, you have an opportunity to play any and everybody out there now. And it's one and done. So if you – are twelve and fourteen that made it to the party, and you can't beat probably the most average club in the playoffs right now. Yeah. If you look at it top to bottom, the way the season, all we can go on is this season. The Eagles are the weakest team in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be biting my nails if I'm Seattle. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. I, I think, um, I mean, at 9-7, and seven, they had to win their last four games basically to get in, which they did. Um, but they, they get to host, and, and Seattle's going to have to go on the road. Uh, I agree with you. I think Seattle should win this game. Um, but I would not be surprised by any means if, if Philly came out uh, with the win. And so it, 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 if that's the case, well, we'll go over to Minnesota and New Orleans. I don't think we want to waste too many – too much of your time with this one um <laughs> because i i think we both kind of agree um i, I mean I, I don't know i don't really really believe too much in this vikings team i mean I, I i i would i would guess that you kind of feel the same way but i don't know what what, what do you think about their chances going into the superdome uh because of them as the coach i i would never count their defense out of just having like some crazy day because Zim might just come in and say you know what I'm he, I mean he's that brilliant as a defensive coordinator where he can just come in and just like I'm gonna completely change and just do some things that Sean Payton is not expecting yeah and, and they got some dudes on the defensive side yeah. of the ball yeah so I so that so because of that um I that's the one reason why I'm like, okay, this guy could come in and, and he could like slow that offense down. He, he, he is the type coordinator that is, you know, he's, he's a wizard over there and he can say, okay, I got some dudes and I can put this dude in position to do this. And there it's going to give him a problem. Now that one for this time of year, it could happen. A one game, one and done. I would never count them out in that situation when he has players. That being said, Saints are probably the second best team out there. They really are. So they should win this game. You're right. Now at home, um, you're you you have all you have everything in your favor. You you have your stars have been playing like stars on both sides of the ball. I expect the Saints. Yeah, we don't have to get into those a lot. I expect the Saints to win this one. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm with you. I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for. Um, for Mike Zimmer, um, you know, I do, I do games out here locally. One of the defensive line coach, um, shout out to coach, coach Savea. He, he's a, 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 uh, he kind of came from, from, he was kind of trained under Zimmer. Um, and he's one of the best D line coaches around, um, at the Juco level, uh, out in, out in Southern California. And, and so, you know, just hearing some of those stories, I've just gotten even more respect for him. Um, but I look over to that offensive side of the ball 
And you know, I don't I don't have a tremendous amount of confidence in Kirk Cousins. I think the only way that the Vikings win this game is like you said, the defense just goes off and they got dudes over there. Um yeah. and and that and they control the game with Dalvin Cook. Um, not necessarily that he has to go off, but that they control the game. They control the game, they control the time of possession, they just they, they just milk it. Um, I think that that could be a recipe for them to get out of Definitely. the Super with, yeah. with a win. But aside from that, I don't, I don't really see it happening. Yeah. So if that's the case and New Orleans does, in fact, win that one and Seattle does win in Philly, then you're looking at a rematch between the Niners <laughs> and the Seahawks, this, this time back at Levi. So this would be the rubber match. Uh, back Man. at Levi's, and it'd be the the second time in three weeks they would have had to face each other, um, mm-hmm. and it'd be the second straight time the Niners would have had to face the Seahawks. You know, obviously with the bye, um, so that could be very very interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, that, that, that's why they play the games. It it will it will definitely be a fun wild card weekend, and it's great. Um, I'm so thrilled that the Niners get to be at home and watch this one and, and get to yeah. decipher and, and see, uh, you know, what's going on and who's who and who's what uh, and, and who they're going to be able uh, to play. Hey, yo, you know what? Quickly, though, let's let's flip this over. I mean, we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but Patriots, Titans, who you got? Oh, man, that, that's a tough one. I, I kind of like the Titans. Yeah, me too. Um. It's you know they got this that old thing about Belichick not being that great against his former assistants and I don't know what the hell is going on with Ryan Tannehill but it, it, it's it's working and but not only that I mean Derrick Henry has has just become like elite in, in a short period of time um, and he's so big I mean you don't even guys don't even want to tackle him yeah he's um, big dude so that's I mean but they they do have that number one defense that the Patriots do but they haven't been tremendously good against the run so I think that tends to favor the Titans as well um I kind of like the Titans uh, it's uh, I this is one where I don't count you, you know never count Brady out because he's Brady but this isn't that type team anymore this team isn't about Brady whatsoever you said it's about this defense this defense is gonna have to hit. You gonna have to hit Henry a lot. A lot. You had to hit him a lot. Is that gonna wear you down? Tannehill's been making uh, been making plays. It's this is one. This is really one of those things where you know you look at it and you have to wonder. You have to wonder. Is this the time? I mean, Brady, first time ever. And I and I think I told you this. I didn't tell you this on the pod, but I think I told you this when you and I were just having a discussion off air, where I said I I know I I have a a close friend, personal friend, that is friends with Brady, and you know he mentioned retirement this past off season. Yeah. And when you start talking, when you start, and I know it from as a player. As much as he's saying publicly, when you start thinking about retirement, you've retired. Yeah, you're, it's different. Your 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 body is just something about it where you start to do things a little differently. And and now me saying that at the end of the season, go back and you look at Brady's season. This hasn't been the typical Tom Brady season. And we can say, well, look at the players and look at the receivers and all this stuff. Remember years past, it was always, look how Brady is elevating all these no-names. Look how this offense is functioning and he doesn't have the stars at these positions, you know? Yeah. That's not happening. That's not happening. Yeah, so that's why I kind of – that's why I'm just like – You talk about the biggest uphill climb I think they've had to face during this – Yeah, so I don't know about that one. This era, yeah. Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo and um, the Texans. Uh, I like – this is a tough one for me. I was kind of thinking about this yesterday. Um, But I think I like the Texans at home. I'm a big Watson fan, and I think they're going to get a little bit of a shot in the arm with J.J. Watt being back. Um, and, and just being able to be at home in front of the home fans, um, I think I'll, I like Houston in this one. Okay. Now, you know what? I am not even going to lie because that's we don't do that on here. No. I just got to just tell the people the truth. This one, I am completely scouting with my heart. I'm a big Watson fan, too. 
I'm, I, I, I really like him as a player, and I think he's just going to continue to climb, and he's going to do good things throughout his career. He'll get his opportunity to compete for championships. I just want my boy Frank Gore to win. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I want, I want Frank to win. I, I want him to keep going. I want him to win. That's just bottom line. Love dude dearly, and I know he's coming to the end of the road. I, there's, I, I just, I just want him to keep winning football games. And what, what a year it's been for him, right? He's continuing to climb the the NFL all time charts. When you, you talk about you know rushing leaders, and I mean quietly, he's been one of the the best mm-hmm. running backs in the history of the game. Um, a guy you don't hear a lot from, but he just you know work, mm-hmm. workman like and and the I fact the fact that they said he may not even be able to play it down in the NFL after that injury he had at Miami, and for him to to have the longevity that he's had in the league, I, I think it's 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 great. It's a great story. Yeah, man. In 2015, I told someone that Frank Gore is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and. He should, and I'm like, I don't know why people don't give him his respect, but I said he has the first talent, Hall of Fame um, talent, and I said he will have the credentials by the time he's done. And I did this on an interview, and I was, they laughed at me. They were like, oh, you're just a homer, and you're just this, and you're just that. And I was like, Frank Gore, if you pay attention to what he's done, Frank Gore led the league in rushing on a team on on teams that had Druckenmiller at the quarterback position. <laughs> well where you Frank was Frank was playing against nine man, ten men fronts and still running for fifteen hundred yards. Sixteen hundred like come on. But like you guys I know the team wasn't winning, but do you guys nope, they would not give him the respect because it, again it was a West Coast team that the East Coast voters didn't see. There was there's this bias. You know, you're not gonna get on the ESPNs, you're not gonna get on the shows, you're not gonna show the highlights because they show the they show the East Coast stuff. But they didn't see Frank play. And I was like, this guy and, and you look at where he is on this all time list. Dude, he's, he's gonna... third. He Emmett Smith and Walter yes. Payton are the only yes. two guys he's looking up at. It's insane. So, so the only thing the only thing that they're gonna do, their only reason to do it is gonna be like with Teal. We're just not gonna vote because we don't feel like voting. That's the only reason he he won't be a first ballot Hall of Famer if he's not. It's simply because someone is just gonna say, I don't wanna put him in. Because as you said, there there are only two people in the history of the game. Emmett in a hundred years. And Walter Payton. That's it. In one hundred years of organized football, there are only two guys of or two guys that can say they put up numbers better in sports in a sport in, in a sport where numbers matter yeah and and, he, and he's, he's he's 15 years in now at at that position as well i mean you take a look at guys <clears throat> take a look at guys around the league right now who you know they get into their you know fifth sixth seventh so year fifth, and fifth, yeah, yeah fifth, six, they're done they're done this guy's carried the rock for 15 years and, when he wasn't supposed and, to even play a down in the league after I that catastrophic this? injury yeah, and can I say this? And not only has he played 15 years, he's played 15 years, and he's accomplished numbers. So, listen, he's accomplished numbers that only two other players have eclipsed, and he played under the same rules as everybody on that list. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you know, the, I mean, the only thing that they may have taken out since he started, you, you can't, uh, what, you can't horse collar a guy now um or grab a face mask there's no such thing as a defenseless running back you know <laughs> there's no thing as a crack back on a running back or hitting high or hitting low or hitting to the head none none of those things he he he's he's played under the same rules that gail sayers played under that jim brown played under that emmett smith played under that eric dickerson played under he, he's in front of all of these guys yeah it's it, it's incredible <laughs> 
It's really, it's really incredible. Um, Christmas has come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We just talked about that, Ed, and we've seen just what our teams are capable, are capable of this season. Now it's time to get your last bets in before the bowl. Will the Ravens and their six All-Pro performers be able to get it done? Will Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? I bet you have a feeling. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games, MyBookie is where you want to go. Football not your thing? Well, no worries. MyBookie's got it all from the NBA to the Premier League. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pull your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week. You want to parlay some wagers? Then you can bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. Yes, that means if you deposit 2000 you get an extra 1000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-V, to activate the offer. Once again, that's the promo code B-L-V. To get your extra cash from my bookie, bet, win, get paid. Uh, now time for our list, ED. Now I'm sure okay. this is with the entire uh, Believe in 49ers podcast uh, followers have been wanting and clamoring for over the course of the last 40-plus minutes or so. Uh, top five moments of this 2019 season. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll kick us off. How about that? Okay. All right. Uh, how do you want to do this? You want to go one? Well, I'll, I'll do, we'll, we'll do five. So I'll count down from five to one. That work? That'll work. We're just making them up as we go. Uh, that'll work. You, live I mean, live radio your, here. This, 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 you can do it any way you want this to. Is our, this is our production meeting, folks. This is how we get things done here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. <laughs> we just... You know, you know, we just try to give them behind the scenes look. We we actually do plan things, but then I start talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty. Of it. All right, so number five, uh, for me, I'll go all the way back to week one in Muggy Tampa. Witherspoon had that pick six at Tampa. Um, I think that was kind of a, a beginning of a sign of things to come. I mean, you, you look at that game, you look at the the turnovers forced last year by the Niners and how they, they really weren't able to force any. And then you look at that first game and what they were able to do against the Bucks, and you're like, okay, things could be changing a little bit for the better here. Um, and so I thought that was huge, and that was a, a big boost to the big start of the season that Witherspoon had before he went down for that injury. And that was just the beginning of a historically – Good and historically bad season for one Jameis Winston, Ooh, yeah. who finished uh, as a member of the 30-30 club, ED. 30, yeah. 30 TDs, 30 interceptions. That's hard to do. Uh, yeah. Number four for me. Oh, it, wait a minute. Well, let me throw my number five out there. Okay, you go five. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, my, my number five, Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, 31-3. to uh, that, that right there, it was early in the season, I believe, what, week three? Um, and there was still this skepticism lasted a little bit longer for most, but everyone was still trying to are the Niners for real. And everyone Cleveland on paper, they were supposed to be legit. So the Niners, can the Niners play to this level that there's so much talent over there on that side of the ball? You know, is this defense really real? Can Jimmy G keep up, you know, with Baker and, and, and the talent he has? And they went out there and just completely skull dra- dragged them. I mean, it was a straight skull drag. <laughs> um, and and they just showed like, okay. And that's when I was, you know, and I, I, the very, the very next recap of our podcast, I was like, I'm in. I'm, I'm completely in. This is a good football team. There's no reason to doubt it. I've seen enough. Um, and move on. So that was my number five, where I was like, okay, this club has what it takes to be able to move forward. And I said so right then. Yeah, our, our buddy Campos uh, kind of agrees with you. One one of the tweets we got was from him saying that this was one of his favorite non-kittle plays. Remember, Bosa got that sack, and then he did the the uh, 
the the flag and and, yeah, and, kind flag. Of, and planted it in kind of a a, a nice little uh, nice little uh, quip at uh at at one Baker Mayfield. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that that's that that's something that that sticks out to uh to. Yeah, I to hope see. I never see that again. <laughs> Uh, number four for me. This isn't really a moment, but just a multitude, a, a, a multi, multiple moments. Radio Raheem and any any touchdown that he scored that resulted in him surfing in the end zone. That w- that was just and of course then the stories started coming out about how he was, you know, this this big time surfer and, and this that and the other whatever. But um, I remember the first time I saw it was in Cincinnati. He scored a touchdown and I was like, whoa, this is week two. And then he started, he did the celebration. I was like, wait, is he surfing? I was like, what is really going on here? But I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> and then he it just, he continued the trend. Now he, he's kind of gone away from the surfing. Now he 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 hands he finds an old lineman to hand the ball to and, and let them spike it. But uh, Radio Raheem, him also another huge part to the beginning, you know, that, 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 that fast start that the Niners had at the beginning of the year. Uh, I'm going to keep it the number four moment for me, the Rams game on uh, the very next week. That was the guys that, you know, that team just won the NFC championship. I know because their, their uh, posters <laughs> still up around town. Uh, <laughs> with the with the poster say E D. Yeah. They say? Big big ass posters say I got you got your butt kicked. <laughs> That's, That's what it's what saying. It is. Got right. posters all they got posters all over town saying we lost the Super Bowl. On, on the side of the four oh five. All across the four oh five. All over LA. You get on the ten, the four oh five, I'm telling you, one ten one seventy, they're everywhere. <laughs> and they all say the same thing. We gotta ask you. <laughs> But but anyway, anyway, but that that's a team and that's a game where the Niners, you still have to go against the guys that are holding the crown. The NFC West, this is the NFC um, representative in the Super Bowl. And you have to establish that you are in for a fight this season, not this time. And they went out again and controlled the game, controlled the pace, the tempo play their level of football and continue to establish this is what they're about. That's my number four. Number three for me, and it's funny because right after this happened, obviously being a prisoner of the moment, I said that this would probably be the biggest play in, in the entire season for the Niners, and it's not even my number one play in the regular season. But uh, Mr. First Team All-Pro, George Kittle, fourth down mm-hmm. inside the Superdome, um, that play – uh, was just huge. It was it it it, it led to a, a a game-winning field goal, and of course that that last second drive for the Niners at New Orleans, where they went into the Super Superdome and knocked off uh, Sean Payton and Drew Brees, and a game that Drew Brees probably wins 99 out of 100 uh, percent of the time. Um, but Kittle making that big time reception on fourth and short and taking it deep inside New Orleans territory, uh, refusing to go down and getting a face mask penalty on top of that, adding an extra 15 to make that field goal even more of a chip shot for the Niners. So that's my number three. My number three is Fred Warner. Have I told you he hunts wisely? <laughs> Fred hunts wisely out there. And, and I bought, you know, Quan came on. You know, you make the trade, you get Quan Alexander, or the free agent signing. I can't even remember now. That's a hits in the head. But he's a free agent or, or trade. They traded for um. They they, they traded, traded for, for They traded I mean, for for, um, for D Ford. For D Ford, yeah, yeah. I believe Quan Quan was a uh, free agent. Okay, I think, so he was a free agent. So, but you you bring in Quan, and and I've said it. That, that dude, he brought some energy. I mean, heartbeat. I mean, he was a pulse out there. But Fred was right there, you know, the signal caller making plays. Young player just getting better, just feeding it and just doing it. And then you saw more and more of that. And example after example of this guy just showing up when you needed a play consistently. And I think that was not it, it was just so huge for him as a player, but for the defense as a whole to continue to play at that level when Quan went down, because that's going to happen. When you, when you lose a guy, other guys have to not only do their part, but they have to do some special things too. When you lose a special part of your unit and he stepped up. Yeah. And that's my number three. 
Yeah, where he followed that play where he followed um, and denied Hollywood Brown on a, on a, uh-huh. a, a little drag across the middle. Um, that was one of the more impressive things I'd seen all season. And you talk about Quan, he's back. He, he's he's uh, he's practicing this week. He won't play uh, in the divisional, but um, Kyle Shanahan saying, you know, Niners advance. He he could very well be available for the NFC Uh-oh. Championship game. Um, so, so Quan could could be back, but he, he's back on the practice field. Number two, this one is a little bit uh, self-serving, a little selfish on my part. Um, but I had to throw this one in there and had to throw it up there pretty high because uh, I was there. First ever game inside Levi's and Robbie Gold sending, sending us all home uh, with smiles with that game-winning field goal against the Rams. Um that eliminated the Rams from playoff contention. That kept the Niners still in the hunt for the number one seed, and so uh, that was cool. That was that was just cool to just to be a part of, just to be there, to be in the building. Uh, never been to a football game where it ended on a last second uh, play like that. So I mean, it was it was literally a walk off field goal there by Robbie Gold, and uh, Niners win. They knock off the Rams. That's my number two. You are so much nicer than me. A field goal kicker would have to hit that in the Super Bowl. <laughs> He'd have to hit that in the Super Bowl from 65 yards for me to put him on my list. But that's just me and kickers. I'm sorry. You got one job. Do your job. The, the, the atmosphere uh, was was amazing, <laughs> Ed. You, you should have seen it. Yeah. I, I was, yeah, oh no, I'm sure. I, you know what? I've actually been in a game or two where kickers um, kicked some. I've been to a couple of games and I've seen kickers win them like that. So. I get what you're saying, but yeah, do your job. I just said, just you know, it's it's my list, and I don't I don't put kickers on my list. Just saying. Um, <laughs> my number two, I think it was your number three, but my number two is Kittle. That play in New Orleans. I I have often said for you to win a championship, uh, your stars have to play like stars. Role players have to know their role and take pride in it. And you got to have a couple of surprises here and there. And I think you see that sprinkled out through this team. But a star, Kittle, he's a star. You need your stars in big games and big moments to play like stars. And that dude came up with a star play when they had to have it against a team that they needed to be and show them that they can beat them because you because there was no question that the the opportunity to play again wouldn't present itself and you, they needed to know and have that mental scar that you could beat them and he provided the play he provided the attitude he he showed on film on the field in that moment exactly what I believe the temperament of the Niners organization is right now that you can come you better bring it because I'm not going to back down not only am I not going to back down from the fight I am going to hand it to you so come on and that's what that play represented to me uh, and and I think that's what the organization is about right now. Speaking of bringing it, my number one and, and Ed, you you talked about this guy way back when. I want to say it was probably week two, week three. Uh, you mentioned him as a player to watch and someone who you were were really excited about. Uh, he used his entire six foot, two hundred twenty seven pound frame to deny Jacob Hollister from getting inside the end zone and securing the number one seed for the Niners. The defense needed a stop, and it was Dre Greenlaw who came up and made that big hit and leaving the Seahawks inches away from getting to the end zone and and preserving a win for the Niners so they secured the number one seed and home field advantage throughout the playoffs, doing that up at the link and and leading the Niners to a win there. They hadn't won there since 2011, E.D., and uh, that was huge, huge, huge huge win. Big-time play, big-time hit by Greenlaw, um, and and that's my number one moment of the season. Uh, you know what? It's funny. Interesting. I love that play. And I was thinking about that play 
But you know my number one because I just talked about that attitude that that's I not your number. I, I thought for sure we'd both have the same number one. No, no kidding. You know, because you know that that attitude that I was just talking about, Kittle showed um, on that play. Uh, that right there is another play that epitomizes that attitude. Um, and, and Greenlaw, you know, yeah, from day one, I was like, okay, I like the way he plays and the way he flies around. And, you know, the linebacking crew for um, the Niners is just phenomenal. There's so much talent there. Um, you know, different body types, um, attitudes, but they, they're a lot of playmakers. See, me, when we talk about because this list is, you know, just like the, those those biggest moments, changing moments. You gave it to the stop. I'm going to give it to the score. Oh. Julio Jones getting that inch. Oh. Or three inches. Oh, you just inches. flipped it on us. That right there is the play and losing in that manner. Uh, because, you know, they, they had had their opportunities and you go, a guy would kick a field goal and, you know, it's really nothing you can do about those situations. It's hard to block a field goal and all these things, but you're out there this entire drive, you have your chance and not making that play, not getting that stop, not being able to do that for one another. I think that's the kind of thing where you look at each other, and I lived it with the Niners when we lost, and, and that's why I go back to that. I remember championship year, uh, that last one, losing to Philadelphia, 40-8. to eight. There was no yelling. There was no chair tossing, no helmet throwing when we got in the locker room. Every guy just looked at one another, and – to a man is as though everyone knew never again. Well, you looked at the guys and you know, it was like, this will never ever happen again. That's what I think that game did. That's, that's why Greenlaw makes that tackle. That's yeah. why I believe you're going to see the score when you have to have the score. You're going to see the first down when you have to convert be it a run or a pass you're gonna you're gonna see that ball come out get knocked down on the deep ball when you have to have it i think that's what did it and that's why i think that for me that's the number one moment this is a good team what what's going to make you a great team and a lot of times it's not the play you made it, it's it's the one that you go to sleep thinking about how you should have made it and how you'll never let that happen again. Yeah. I, I, I think and we talked about that earlier this week, how, you know, that that no doubt that 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 Julio play probably going through Greenlaw's mind, uh, when he sees Hollister make that catch and, and trying to deny him from getting into the end zone. Um here's another tweet from Kruger. Um, forgotten game, week one in Tampa, Jimmy TD to James to open the third quarter, breaks the touchdown seal on the season, grabs the lead, and displays coaching adjustments that made them the best third quarter team all year. Also, the fourth quarter goal line stand and pass breakup by Moore was the first big play by a Niner safety in some time, foreshadowed good goal line D, that one from Kruger. Um, yeah, so we'll know. Next time we talk to you guys, um, who the Niners will be playing uh, in the divisional round, and and more and excited to see who it's going to be. Who's going to be that first team to enter Levi Stadium for a playoff game uh, next week? So we'll find out that answer over the weekend. Richard Sherman, congrats to him for not only negotiating his own deal, but also betting on himself and making it work. Uh, kudos to him for that. The, the Compton, California native uh, getting it done uh, on and off the field. Um, and also the All-Pro honors. George Kittle getting first team, second team uh, Sherman and DeForest Buckner. Uh, and I, and I would have argued, E.D., that, that uh, uh, Warner should have been on, on that list. Um, I know he got, yeah. he got snubbed from the Pro Bowl. Um, but I definitely thought he was an all-pro caliber player throughout the course uh, oh, yeah, he's of, the, of this he's season. Definitely, so, and know this, you're, you're definitely that's, – that's how it is, and um, he's definitely played at that level, and that's 
well, it's a little different now because you have all the fans voting, but I, I remember how it was always tough that first year because you have to do it a couple of years yeah. before the, before the guys will actually, well, well, no, before the guys, cause, cause think about it. Cause when, you know, it, it's still the vote that carry the fan votes is a big one, but the votes that carry the most weight for the playoffs, I mean, for the pro bowl is the players vote. And it's very difficult to get, you don't vote for yourself. Okay. Offensive guys are voting for defensive guys, defensive guys for offensive guys. It's very difficult to get those players to say, well, yeah, Fred kicked my butt. So you have to, you, it's, they tend to make you do it a few years, at least two years in a row before you get that first one. Yeah. Well, happy new year to all of you out there. Once again, appreciate all 10 of you for listening week in and week out. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's official. We have we've gone past that. We have twelve. We, we are going. We have twelve. <laughs> get out of town. Whoa. We have twelve. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a poster up like the Rams once we get twenty five. Oh, it's really pina colada time now. We we're up to twelve. Get out of we're town. We're up to twelve, bro. We're up to twelve. That's yeah, they called me. Hap- the boss is called. The boss is called and said we're up to twelve, man. That's what's. Uh, it really is pina colada time. That is, happy New Year. That's right. Happy New Year to all 12 of you. Appreciate it. And I'm sure two of those probably include my wife and your mom. So um, there it we, is. We appreciate we appreciate all of y'all for listening out there. Um, Happy New Year once again. Enjoy your football weekend. And uh, we'll be back next week to to break down. I guess we'll have an extended previews of, of the Niners uh, divisional round. We'll know uh, by next week. And, you know, of course, we'll have a couple shows for you next week so we can really get into uh, their opponent um as well so he is super bowl champion eric davis i'm rashawn haylock this has been the believe in 49ers podcast on the believe podcast network we will see y'all next week everyone has a favorite photo now you can turn yours into canvas wall art at canvasworld.com canvasworld.com will print your photograph on a handcrafted custom canvas at the size of your choice they combine the latest technology and environmentally friendly inks to produce canvas prints that are higher quality than ever available before and they guarantee their work for life maybe that's why six of the country's top 10 hotel chains choose canvas world their prices are a fraction of what you'd pay elsewhere and it's easy. Just upload your photo, choose a size, and you're done. They'll even digitally retouch your photo absolutely free. Place your order at canvasworld.com today and save 35%. Plus, get free shipping when you enter promo code photo at checkout. Get big canvas prints at big savings at canvasworld.com and save 35% and get free shipping when you enter promo code photo at checkout. Order yours today at canvasworld.com. That's canvasworld.com, where photos become art. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.